بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد So inshallah ta'ala we continue with what is for this masjid a new class but is in fact a continuation of a class that we had done before Bifadlillahi tabarak wa ta'ala And that is The class on the perfect names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The beautiful names of Allah And we were taking these from the book Fiqh Al-Asma'il Husna By our Shaykh Shaykh Abd al-Razzaq bin Abd al-Muhsin Al-Badr Hafizahumullahu ta'ala and insha'Allah ta'ala, we are going through a set number of names each week. So we finished last year's series at the name of Allah Azza wa Jal, Ar-Razzaq. We did Ar-Raziq and we did Ar-Razzaq. And now in this class insha'Allah ta'ala, we're going to resume with Two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Ahad and Al-Wahid And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Wahid And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Ahad And we usually start by looking at the ayat of the Quran Which prove that this is a name of Allah Because there's no opportunity for us to make the name of Allah From our own minds or from our own feelings we have to bring a proof for the fact that something is from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the name Al-Ahad? This came in one place in the Qur'an. In the surah that all of us know, the kids and the adults. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ Say he is Allah, Ahad. And Ahad, we will come to the meaning of Al-Ahad as a name of Allah in a few moments. Allahu Samad, Allah is As-Samad. So these are two names of Allah that we are taught about in this surah. The first is Al-Ahad and the second is As-Samad. And As-Samad, we will come to it inshaAllah in a future Class. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. Lam yalid. He has not begotten a child. He has not had a child born of him, son or daughter. Wa lam yulad. Nor was he himself born. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no son and no daughter. وَقَالُوا اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدًا سُبْحَانَهُ They said Allah took a son, exalted is he, high is Allah above taking a son. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no son and he has no daughter subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mushrikun of Quraysh, they used to say that the angels are the daughters of Allah. As Allah Azza wa Jal told us about them 
in many many ayat of the Quran that do you say that you have boys while we have girls and you say that it's bad for a man to have a boy but you say that Allah has daughters Lam yalit. Allah has neither sons nor daughters Walam yulad. and Allah was not born because Allah is al-awwal wal-akhir al-awwal falaysa qablahu shay wal-akhira wal-akhir falaysa ba'dahu shay he is al-awwal the first and nothing came before him wal-akhir the last and nothing will come after him subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will come also to the details of these as we progress through the book insha'Allah ta'ala وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا This can be considered to be an explanation of the name of Allah Azza wa Jal Al-Ahad or one of the explanations of the name Al-Ahad If someone were to ask you what is one of the meanings or what is the primary meaning of the name Al-Ahad the primary meaning is وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا That there is nothing which is similar or equal or comparable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is read kufuan and it's read kuf'an. And possibly others in different qira'at, at least two of them I know. Kufuan and kuf'an. And the meaning is the same. That there is no one who is similar to Allah, not in his names, not in his attributes, not in his actions, not in himself. There is nothing that is similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing that is comparable, there is nothing that is equal to Allah azza wa jal. Allah has no partner in his lordship, nor in his worship, nor in any of his names and attributes. So he is al-ahad. He is the one that is one that is alone there is nothing with him there is no partner there is nothing like him unique these are all meanings that we can extract in English they're not translations for the name but meanings of the name that we can understand in English Al-Ahad is the one and Al-Ahad is the one who is unique there is nothing at all like him and Al-Ahad is the one who is alone in his perfection and in his names and attributes and his actions subhanahu wa ta'ala the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about this surah ta'dilu thuluth al-quran it is equivalent to a third of the quran it is equivalent to a third of the Qur'an. Think about how important this surah is. And yet we often become a bit robotic about reading this surah. We often start to say, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدْ Without thinking that the meanings contained in this surah are equal to a third of the Qur'an. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ so this is an extremely important name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is yet another name which brings us the concept of Tawheed. 
And all of the names of Allah bring us the concept of Tawheed. But we have to understand that Al-Ahad is from the same root. The same root as the word Tawheed. Because Tawheed comes from Wahada Yuwahidu. I.e. If, if we were to define Tawheed, Tawheed is to say that or to make Allah Ahad. To make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone in your worship of Him. In the belief that you have about his lordship and his actions and his names and his attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alone and that you worship Allah alone and so all of these are contained within the name of Allah Al-Ahad as for Al-Wahid then there are many places of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he is Al-Wahid among them, the Imam recited one in the, in the Salah today. Al-Wahid Al-Qahar. That Allah is Al-Wahid and Allah is Al-Qahar. And Al-Qahar we will come to in the later lessons insha'Allah ta'ala. So as an example, Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الرَّحْمَانُ الرَّحِيمُ Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 163. And your Lord, your God, the one that you worship, is only one God. Ilahun Wahid. Not only one in number, just that he is one like he's not three. But he is one in the sense that he is unique. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody does what he does. Nobody has the names and attributes that he has. Nobody is deserving of worship but him. Your object of worship is one. There is nothing else that comes in the way of that object of worship. There is nothing that stands in the middle. There is no middleman. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Ahad. وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ Your object of worship, the thing that you worship, is only one God, one object of worship. La ilaha illahu ar-Rahman rahim So from this is al-Wahid, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one. That He is one. He is not multiple in number, nor is there, are there any intercessors or intermediaries or anything that reaches Him? And nobody intercedes with him except with his permission. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he is Al-Wahid. He is the one that is, he is one. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, أَأَرْبَابٌ مُتَفَرِّقُونَ خَيْرٌ أَمِ اللَّهُ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَّارِ In Surah Yusuf, ayah number 39. Are many lords... Mutafarriqoon, all spread out, you know, all different. Khayrun, are they better? O Allah, who is Al-Wahid, Al-Qahar. Yusuf, and notice there's a benefit in this that Yusuf is giving da'wah to the two people in the in the prison, Sahib Sijin. And the two people in the prison they ask Yusuf something to interpret a dream. Before Yusuf interprets the dream, what does he do? He calls them to what? He calls them to Tawheed. 
He calls them to the fact that Allah is Al-Wahid. He calls them, Ya Sahibay Sijin, O companions of the prison, my two companions who are with me in the prison, أَأَرْبَابٌ مُتَفَرِّقُونَ خَيْرٌ أَمِ اللَّهُ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَارِ Are all of these different lords, notice the word, أَرْبَاب, Rabb, all of these different Lords, Rabb, 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 all of these different lords, are they better? Or is Allah who is Al-Wahid, He is only one. And He is Al-Qahar, and as we said, Al-Qahar we will come to. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَمَا مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ إِلَّا اللَّهُ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَارِ And there is no object of worship, there is no ilah except for Allah Al-Wahid. Allah the only one. Allah the only one, Al-Qahar. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, قُلِ اللَّهُ خَالِقُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَارِ Say Allah is the creator of everything and He is Al-Wahid. The one that there is nothing that deserves worship except Him because He is one, not many. And there are many different ways in people in which people make Allah many or presume Allah or act in a way that entails that Allah is many. From that is the statement of the Christians. The statement of the Christians when they said, ثَالِثُ That He is the third one out of three. As they said, their father and their son and their Holy Ghost. When in fact Allah Azza wa Jal is one. And there are other ways in which people divert themselves away from the oneness of Allah. Many of them we speak about regularly in these names and attributes of Allah and in these lectures. That there are many other ways in which people do this. More subtle than that. And if we look for example at the Jews, we see that their shirk is often more subtle than the shirk of the Christians. The Christians will openly stand up and say, Thalithu Thalatha, Allah is only one out of three gods. Whereas the Jews will say, Ilahun Wahid. But in practicality, in reality, they do not worship one God. They divert many of the acts of worship to their rabbis, to their people of knowledge. To, they disobey the commands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives and change them in such a way that entails their disbelief. So in this case, there are many, many different ways that people can take lords, lots of lords besides Allah. Sometimes people are fooled into thinking that they are worshipping Allah alone, when in fact they are taking partners and intercessors to get them nearer to Allah. مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَى We only worship them to make us near to Allah in position. This is the person who says, this is tawassul, this is my wasila. It's my means to Allah. This person is my means to Allah. It's not that I, I'm not taking them separate, but I just believe they are a means to Allah. But they make dua to other than Allah. They ask them instead of Allah. They say, make dua to Allah for me when the person is unable to make dua, the dead person in the grave. 
All of these are opposed by the name of Allah, Al-Wahid. Al-Wahid means that when you raise your hands to make dua, you make dua to Al-Wahid, the only one that you make dua to. Not to Al-Wahid and to someone else, not to Al-Wahid via someone else, but you make dua to Allah who is Al-Wahid. He is the one. There is not no other gods, no other lords besides him. So these two names indicate to us the ahadiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the wahdaniyyah of Allah. The uniqueness of Allah and the oneness of Allah. So the two attributes that we take from these, because every name has, every name has an attribute. So the two attributes that we take from this are al-ahadiyyah and al-wahdaniyyah. Al-Ahadiyya that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is totally unique, completely alone in having these perfect names and attributes and characteristics. And Al-Wahdaniyya that when we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we worship one God and one God alone subhanahu wa ta'ala. I.e. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alone in having these attributes of honor and these attributes of magnificence the only one who has this description of greatness and this description of pride because remember that pride is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is described with pride when it is applied to a human being it is blameworthy why because whatever pride you have you don't deserve to have it you don't you don't, meet, you don't meet the expectation. But Allah Azza wa Jal has pride and He is deserving of having pride. Because He is perfect in every single way. So this pride in the sense of Allah is not negative like the pride that we attribute to some people and we hear from the likes of the story of Iblis. Because this is pride that is undeserving and the pride of Allah is completely deserving and beauty so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one in himself and he has no one comparable to him and one in his attributes and he has no one who shares them with him and one in his actions and he has no partner and no one who competes with them with him in them and one in his worship so he has nobody who shares the love that we have for him and the honoring that we do for him and the lowering of ourself and the submission that we do to him, we do to him alone. So he is Al-Wahid, the one who all of his attributes are the greatest. And they have every kind of perfection in them. And those attributes which no other one or no one from his creation can compete with, can encompass, can attribute to themselves. So if it is the case, and this is an important point, if it is the case that we are unable to even encompass the superiority and the magnificence of the names of Allah and His attributes, then how can there be somebody 
who has some of those names or some of those attributes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّاهُ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ And Allah azza wa jal said, قُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا مُنْذِرْ وَمَا مِنْ إِلَاهٍ إِلَّا اللَّهِ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَّارِ And Allah azza wa jal said, إِنَّ إِلَاهَكُمْ لَوَاحِدٌ رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَرَبُّ الْمَشَارِقِ All of these ayats enforce and take home for us this meaning of the oneness of Allah and the uniqueness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the obligation of having ikhlas towards Allah And if you want to link this, link it back to the surah, suratul ikhlas. Suratul ikhlas. What is ikhlas? Sincerity to Allah That when you worship Allah you worship Him alone. Why is it called suratul ikhlas? When it mentions nothing about the word ikhlas in it. Because the meaning of Allah's name, al-ahad, the essence, the action that comes out, because every one of Allah's names has a practical application in our lives. And the practical application of the name al-ahad and al-wahid is that we have absolute ikhlas for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala complete devotion and complete sincerity and complete worship of Him alone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us the action that we should have relating to these names when He said in Surah Al-Hajj, Ayah number 34, ilahun wahidun falahu aslimu." Allah said, Your God is one God. He is Al-Wahid. He is the only one. So submit yourself to Him in Islam. And so if you understand this, then you understand that the reason we submit to Allah in Islam is because of what we know of the names and attributes of Allah and that we know Allah to be Al-Wahid, we know Allah to be Al-Rabb, we know Allah to be Al-Khaliq, we know Allah to be Al-Razzaq, and that is why we have submitted to Allah in Islam. We submitted to Allah in Islam because of what we knew about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why, and we've mentioned this before, in almost every ayah, if not every ayah of the Qur'an that talks about Allah's Lordship and oneness and so on, it immediately tells you after His names and attributes to worship Him. The very first part, command in the Qur'an, the very first prohibition of the Qur'an in Surah Al-Baqarah. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عَبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O mankind, worship your Lord who created you. I.e. when you know that Allah created you, and you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has these perfect characteristics, you know that Allah is wahid, He is one. Then you worship Him. Then you worship Him. And Allah told us all of the things or many of the things that He did or He does. In the next ayah, الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ الْأَرْضَ فِرَاشًا وَالسَّمَاءَ بِنَاءً 
وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً Until the end of the ayah. فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ رِزْقًا لَكُمْ And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ So don't make partners in worship with Allah when you know that Allah alone is the one who does these things. You know that Allah is Al-Wahid, the one who is alone in doing these things, the only one who does these things. And therefore you worship Him. And it's very clear in the ayah. إِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ Your God is Al-Wahid. He is the one that is only one. Therefore, fa immediately. And al fa in Arabic, the letter fa it means do it right away. فَلَهُ أَسْلِمُ So immediately submit to Him in Islam. Immediately submit to Allah in Islam because Allah is Al-Wahid. So this is a very practical application of the name. When you know this name, you submit to Allah in Islam because you know there is nobody else like Allah. And there is nobody else who does what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does and there is nobody else who is deserving of that worship uh, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَوْ أَرَادَ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَتَّخِذَ وَلَدًا لَاسْطَفَى مِمَّا يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ سُبْحَانَهُ هُوَ اللَّهُ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَهَارِ And this is in direct response to the Christians. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that if Allah wanted to take a son, He would have chosen from that which He created whatever He wanted. Exalted is He, meaning this is not befitting for Allah. This Allah is far above this. He is Allah Al-Wahid Al-Qahar. He is Allah Al-Wahid. I.e. Al-Wahid indicates to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't have a son. As does Al-Ahad because we know in the tafsir of the surah, Qulhu Allahu Ahad, Allahu Samad, Lam Yalid, Walam Yulad. He did not give birth or begot or beget any son, nor was he himself born of anyone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ أَيُّ شَيْءٍ أَكْبَرُ شَهَادَةٌ قُلِ اللَّهِ شَهِيدٌ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ وَأُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنُ لِأُنذِرَكُمْ بِهِ وَمَنْ بَلَغْ أَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَشْهَدُونَ أَنَّ مَعَ اللَّهِ آلِهَةً أُخْرَى قُلْ لَا أَشْهَدْ قُلْ إِنَّمَا هُوَ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ وَإِنَّنِي بَرِيءٌ مِمَّا تُشْرِكُونَ Allah said this time this is not addressing the Christians. Now this is addressing the polytheists. The Christians among them, but specifically this is address, addressing the mushrikun of Quraysh. Say which thing is greater in testimony? Say Allah as a witness between me and you. And this Qur'an has been revealed to me to warn you by it and whoever it reaches. Do you testify that there is with Allah any other God? Say, I do not testify. Say, Allah is only ilahun wahid. He is al-wahid. And indeed, I have nothing to do with those that you associate in worship with Allah. So there are a number of points that we now need to understand about 
how these two names affect our belief in the names and attributes of Allah The first is that these two names indicate to us that they negate for Allah having any thing that is co-equal or any partner or anything comparable to him in any way in any way so anything or anyone that claims or anything that is claimed to be a mithil to be something which is equal to Allah or a kufu something which is claimed to be similar or comparable to Allah or a nid something which is claimed to be a partner with Allah then these two these things are, are negated by our belief that Allah is Al-Wahid Al-Ahad like in the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal هَلْ تَعْلَمُ لَهُ سَمِيَّةِ do you know anything which is like him and more specifically with Samiya anything which is deserving of his names so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when we say Al-Wahid we negate that Allah has any mithil and any kufu and any nid any partner anything co-equal or anything comparable to him there is nothing similar to him and he is the all seeing and the all hearing and the all seeing and from these things in our belief with regard to the names and attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal is the rejection of a takyif of asking how Allah is For when a person uses their limited intellect to ask, how is Allah? How does Allah do this? How does Allah speak? How does Allah rise? How does Allah create? How does Allah sustain? How does Allah do this? This is the question we must never ask about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is rejected by the fact that Allah is Al-Wahid Al-Ahad. Because there is nothing similar and because you cannot they cannot encompass, they cannot comprehend how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Then from this, we understand that there is no room for a takif for asking how when it comes to the name of Allah. Two principles or two words we learnt as a rule. When it comes to qadr, we never ask why. And when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah, we never ask how. Number three, from what we benefit with regard to the names and attributes of Allah or our belief regarding the names and attributes of Allah that comes from the name Al-Wahid and Al-Ahad is affirming all of the perfect attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that there is no attribute of perfection and beauty and magnificence except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has it in the most perfect and complete way that there is no opportunity or no way to understand it in any negative way at all. And this is extremely important. And when we start the essentials, inshallah, we're going to uh, cover al-qawaidul mutla, the lofty principles that relate to Allah's names and attributes. And this is the first principle from the principles of the names and attributes. That all of Allah's names are names of perfection. There is no deficiency in them in any way. 
I, when we attribute a name or an attribute to Allah, we attribute to Him only that which is perfect and beautiful and magnificent. And when we affirm it for Him, we affirm it in the way that is perfect and beautiful and magnificent. Not by taking it and changing it to a meaning that is less than perfect or applying it in a way that is less than perfect. And also in addition to this, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has these names and attributes to the greatest extent possible. So there is, you know, we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a Sami' al-Basir. So when we say that Allah is a Sami' al-Basir, this affirms hearing and seeing. But it doesn't just affirm hearing and seeing for Allah, that just that Allah can hear, Allah can see. But that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is absolutely perfect and has, has the absolute most complete hearing and sight that is befitting for His Majesty and His Supremacy. And this is from Al-Wahid. Because how can you say Allah is Al-Wahid and then say Allah can see? How can you say Allah is Al-Wahid and then say Allah can see when you know that human beings can see? Only by saying Allah can see and His sight is so supreme and so above any other sight and so perfect and so complete that the name Al-Wahid indicates this to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unique in His hearing and in His sight and in those things. And even though we can see and we can hear, our hearing and sight is nothing like the hearing and sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Wahid and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Ahad. And from this is removing and declaring Allah to be free of all kinds of deficiency and all kinds of defects that exist within the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. Like when the Jews and the Christians said that Allah rested on the seventh day. Ta'ala Allah amma yaqulun uluwan kabira. Even though many of them said the meaning of rested doesn't mean, and this is a little, you know, a bit of a, a point here. Many of the Christians will say, when you say to them, how do you believe that Allah rested on the seventh day? Human beings rest. And Allah is al-wahid al-ahad. There is nothing at all like Him. He's completely unique. So we went to sleep, we go to sleep, He doesn't go to sleep. The Christians say that's not what we mean. We mean that he stopped creating. We as Muslims reply, this is, this, this is just as false as your statement that he rested. Your statement that he rested is false, and your statement that he stopped creating is false. Because the day or the moment that Allah stops creating, everything in this universe will cease to exist. Because this entire universe only exists through the constant creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. Every action, every movement, every atom, every single event in this universe is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what would happen if Allah Azza wa Jal ceased creating? Kulla yawmin huwa fi sha'in. In every single day, He is engaged in a matter. And yet the Christians say He rested. Some of them say He went to sleep. Others say, no, 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 he didn't, because they realize that the Muslims have an answer to them. So they say, no, he didn't go to sleep, he stopped creating. As Muslims we say, he did not go to sleep, nor did he slumber, nor did he stop creating. 
In every single day he is engaged in creating, in giving life, in causing death, in sustaining, in providing. And Allah is unique in this. And as we said, from what we benefit from this is that it is obligatory for us to worship him alone and to dedicate our religion to him alone because there is nothing that is similar uh, to him. And finally, what we benefit from this name is the refutation to each one of the different religions and sects and groups. And if you notice in the Quran, we talked about an ayah that is addressed to the Christians, an ayah addressed to the Jews, an ayah addressed to the Mushrikeen. All of them contain that Allah is Al-Wahid. So this name is a refutation to all of the other religions. Because every other religion on this earth associates a partner with Allah. And some people might be surprised by that. Some people say, no, maybe there are some monotheistic religions. Maybe there are some other religions. Wallahi, take it from me. That there is not a single other religion on the face of this earth that worships Allah alone in every aspect. Yes, there are religions who have aspects of monotheism. I've spoken to Hindus who say that they are monotheist. They say we're monotheist and all of these statues are just representations of a single God. I've seen Christians who say they are monotheist. They say no, three equals one. Jews who claim to be monotheist even though they allow their rabbis to make halal what Allah made haram and make haram what Allah made halal. And some of them said that Uzair is the son of Allah. There is no religion on the face of this earth that, is uni that holds Allah to be al-wahid, al-ahad except Islam. And that is why Islam is the religion of at-tawheed. It is the religion of worshipping Allah alone and dedicating all aspects of worship to Him because there isn't any other religion that does this. Yes, aspects, yes, elements. They may have elements of monotheism. Even Quraysh had elements of monotheism. Didn't Quraysh when they got on a boat and the seas became, they shook them from every place. They called upon Allah with complete monotheism. And then when they returned to land, they made partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is clear that yes, every, maybe religions have aspects of monotheism. But only Islam declares Allah to be al-wahidul ahad absolutely in every single way. So these are important lessons in terms of what we understand from the name, where we find the name in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, and how we apply the name and benefits in terms of principles that we take from these names and we use to understand the whole of Allah's names and attributes. And so it's definitely, it definitely can be said that Al-Wahid and Al-Ahad are two of the comprehensive names of Allah that all of the names of Allah are found within them because of the meaning of that uniqueness and the effect that, that has upon how we understand the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, this is something uh, extremely important for us to understand and to apply in our lives. Uh, and inshallah ta'ala next time we're going to cover the name of Allah azawajal as-samad. Continuing on with the theme of Surah Al-Ikhlas. And also I think personally one thing I always benefit from this 
is how much information the scholars take from just one word or one ayah in the Quran. We allow many ayat to pass us by. We read maybe 50, 100, 200, 300 ayat every day and they go over our heads. And yet, subhanallah, you see someone writing and they're writing about one word in one ayah and it goes as far as four A4 pages and it's not the only thing to be written on the topic. It's a summary of what has been written on the topic. So it shows us also that we should give that attention to the Quran and to those names of Allah Azza wa Jal and attributes when we hear them and so we understand them in the right way and we implement them in our lives bi-idhnillahi tabaraka wa ta'ala. So inshallah we will stop there. Uh, and Allah Azza wa Jalla knows best. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.